But one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind. I reach forward to what lies ahead. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, stop holding yourself back. That's what I want to talk about. Amen. Unfinished. Amen. It's easy for us to blame others for the way our lives has turned out. It really is. It's easy to get down on ourselves and keep replaying in our minds the failures that we have encountered in life. We started out this series unfinished because we looked at our lives and we said there are some things that we started a long time ago, but yet we have not finished it. Do I have anybody? I don't know about you, but I have, I sh- I've been saying this the whole series. I have a cemetery with a whole bunch of stuff that I need to finish. And, and rather than rather than going back there just to look at it, what I've decided to do is I've decided that I need a resurrection in my cemetery of unfinished. You see, oftentimes we 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 look at our mess ups and we look at our mistakes and even our miseries and we are paralyzed by them. How many of you today have blamed yourself? Amen. Or even living with regret right now that you have not or have yet to finish what you started years ago. Y'all going to preach with me, right? Amen. Today you have to make a declaration. Today you have to make a decision that you're not going to blame anybody else. You're not going to blame your mama. You're gonna, not going to blame your, your economic situation. You're not going to blame your location. You're not going to blame uh, anybody for why you have not finished what you started. I want to tell somebody your destiny is too important to make excuses as to why you have not finished. Some of us are doing things we don't really like to do because we have accepted where we are in life, but God has placed some things inside of you. Amen. And he wants you to step up to the plate and he wants you to finish What you started. As a matter of fact, you are the carrier of that vision. Nobody else can do what God has placed inside of you because God has designed you for what he has destined for you to do. Do I have somebody? Is it going to be easy? No. Come on, somebody. You remember when you started school? You remember when you started that job? You remember when you started college? It wasn't easy, but you had a goal in mind. And and I believe that sometimes the person that's stopping us is us. Because we won't take a hard look at... It's easy to blame others. For where we are. I understand we may have grew, we may have been raised on the rough side of the mountain, which I had somebody. On the other side of the tracks, some people say. Amen. But, but I want to tell you something that God knew you from your mother's womb. 
The Bible says in Psalm 139 that before there's a word in your mouth, he knows it. Amen. That, that he formed you and shaped you and he has a destiny awaiting you. But somebody here today, you have a lot of unfinished projects in your life and it's time for you to step up and start doing something. Do I have somebody? Paul. It's interesting because Paul writes the Philippian book. He writes this book to the Philippians. And, and what he's writing them, now here's the crazy thing about it. He's in a prison. <laughs> and the theme of the book is joy. Now I'm trying to help somebody with something. Amen. You're in a situation right now. Amen. And, and it's impossible for you to have joy because your circumstance is dictating your joy. But I want to tell you something. Amen. Circumstances should not dictate your joy because the God we serve can control everything and he can change everything in your life. Do I have a witness? And, and here he is in a prison. He's chained in a prison and he's writing it from a prison to the Philippian church to revive their joy for him. Do I have anybody? You see, oftentimes circumstance can cause us to lose our joy. But Paul says, I have one goal in life. And that goal is to know Jesus Christ. Do I have anybody? I believe that possibly the reason we have stagnated or we're stopped in our journey is because we start pursuing the wrong thing. Paul says the goal in life for me is to know him. He, he says, this is my testimony. Amen. If you look at it, if you look at it, amen. In chapter one, chap, chap, I'm sorry, in chap, verses one, chapter one and chapter three, he talks about being cautious. In, in chapter seven to chapter eight, he talks about his priority in life. And his priority was that he wanted to know him. If you look at, if you look at verse eight, if you would, I'm sorry, verse seven, he says, but chapter three, verse seven, he says, but whatever things were gained to me, those things I've counted as loss. For what? For what? Can I ask you a question? Whose sake are you doing it for? See, I look at, I look at the cemetery of my life on unfinished and some of the things I was doing for selfish reasons. Some of the things I was doing had nothing to do with God. Hello, somebody. It had everything to do with me, but Paul says, listen, whatever things I've gained, he says, I've gained a lot of things in this life. He, he said, I, I know how to be hungry. I, I know how to have, but he says, but the one thing I do, he said, listen, uh, uh, uh. The things I've gained in this life, I count it as loss. In other words, what value are you placing on your relationship with Christ? And see, here's the thing. I want to tell somebody, you stop, you got to stop holding yourself back by pursuing the wrong things. Watch the text. He says in verse 8, he says, more than that, I count all things to be lost. In view of the surpassing what? value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of what? All things and count them, but rubbish 
so that I may gain Christ. You see, Paul had a perspective about life. And he says, I've gained, I've been prosperous in this life. But can I ask somebody here this morning something? Are you still, are you satisfied? Or are you still searching? Because here's the thing, if you're still searching, then that means you've been pursuing the wrong thing. Do I have a witness? He comes down now in verse 12. And look what he says. He says, brethren, he says, brethren, I do not regard myself as laying hold of it yet. Now, contextually, he's saying the fact that I know Christ. And here's what I want to do. I want to give you five things today. Five things that can help you to stop holding yourself back. First thing is this. The first thing he says, hold on, don't put it up yet. He says, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. At this time, Paul had been a Christian for a long time. You see, saints, here's what happens to us. We get a little bit of maturity. And what we stop, what we start doing is we start becoming lax. We start becoming lazy. We start becoming, amen, lackadaisical, amen. And what we do is we start neglecting, watch this, our spiritual life. And, and one of the things that I want to share with you, uh, if you learn something, and some of us are, are operating in our Christian life based on, on watch this, on ability. But Paul says, not that I have what? Already what? Obtained. He says, brethren, and he's speaking to the brethren. He says, I haven't arrived yet. And so I believe that we are holding ourselves back. First point. First thing. First principle. First thing you have to do is letting go of the fixed mindset. Many of us are stuck today because we believe that our basic qualities, our intelligence and our talent Watch this. They're fixed. In other words, you don't believe you can change. Do I have a witness? And so the reason why we're holding ourselves back is because we don't believe that we can grow any further than where we are. Do I have a witness? Or we have become comfortable where we are. And I want to tell somebody something this morning. You, you can learn a whole lot about this life. But I want to ask a question. How much spiritual stuff do you know? How much Bible do you know? How much serving do you know? Because, because I believe that the things that are unfinished in our lives is because we refuse to tap into our God-given talents and learn more and develop. Paul says, Paul says, not that I've already obtained it. In other words, he's saying there's still more to know about God. And oftentimes we're stuck. Oftentimes we've stopped because we believe that I, I know, I, I already know everything. But I want to tell you something about this journey. The Bible is endless. Amen. There's a whole lot to learn, saints. And let me tell somebody something here this morning. You got to search for wisdom. You've been making decisions, watch this, based on emotion and not based upon the word of God. Paul says, not that I have already, what, 
obtained it. In other words, he says he has not grasped this Christian life yet. And if the truth be told, we got a whole lot of growing to do. Do I have a witness? And I believe that I need to stop blaming the church for not help, hey, 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 for not helping me. And I got to take responsibility and ask myself, how many times did I show up to Bible study? How many times have I read my Bible? Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you to finish some things, but before you can finish, you got to start with the spiritual before you move into the secular. Because unless you get to know him like I know him, come on somebody, unless you get to know him like other people know him, you ever look at some people sometimes and say, man, I wish I knew what they knew. I wish I could worship the way they worship. I'm talking to somebody. Listen, it's not far-fetched for you. You can worship like them. You can learn like them. God doesn't have no raps on this thing. God doesn't have no cap on this thing, but I love Paul's attitude. He's in a prison, but he's praising his Savior. Do I have anybody? He's in a prison, but yet he's telling the people of God that you got to get out of a fixed mindset and stop saying you can't change. Oh, I wish I had somebody. In other words, some of us are stuck in our ways. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Ouch, amen, or thank you. You could just say any one of them things right about there. Amen. Listen, we're stuck, y'all. And let me tell you something. You know when I realized I had a fixed mindset? Amen. When everything just came to a screeching halt. And I realize I've done all I can do. And then God begins to push me. And God begins to back me in that corner. And here's what I had to do. I couldn't fight my way out. Ooh. I couldn't pray my way out. Come on, somebody. But I had to learn more about God in order to get out of where I was. Do I have a witness? And oftentimes we're holding ourselves back because we don't have a growth mindset. And somebody here this morning, you need a growth mindset. You say, what does that mean, Pastor? I'll tell you what it means. A growth mindset says you can learn. In other words, it's not about your intelligence, it's about your ability to learn. Listen, if you learn the 66 books of the Bible, if you learn how to pray, if you learn how to fast, if you learn to develop discernment, you realize that God, come on somebody, he can make a way out of no way. You learn some things about God when you go through the the storms. You don't you don't you don't complain about your trials. You understand that your trials is an opportunity for God to develop patience in you and give you a little bit of wisdom so that you can make better decisions in the future. Oh, I'm talking to myself now. James says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. That word various means multicolor. Amen. It means that your, 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 your light bill go from yellow to pink. You don't want to get pink. We in trouble. Amen. It, it means that, uh, yeah, when you, when you open your bank account up, amen, you see red. You know, you don't, whenever you see red online, it's trouble. But he says, but when you're surrounded by multicolored trials, he says it is a testing of your faith. 
He says it is producing something in you. And can I tell somebody something? God is trying to produce something in you so that you can start finishing what you started. So the first step in in, in not holding yourself back is that you and I have to let go of the fixed mindset. Now watch this. Watch what he goes on to say. Watch what he goes on to say. He says, and I'm going to just stop right here by this phrase. I got it this morning, hot off the press. Look what he says in verse, look what he says. He says, but what? I, I couldn't go past this right here. He says, but what? Verse 13, the B part. Look what he says. But what? One thing. Stop right there. See, we read scripture so fast that we miss a whole lot of stuff. He says, but what? But what? One thing. He says, but one thing. You see, oftentimes we're trying to finish everything and we haven't mastered one thing. Now, the one thing that Paul is talking about is his relationship with Jesus Christ. His development in the faith. But he says one thing that what? I do. See, I'm not, I'm not looking for my mama to get me out. <laughs> I'm not looking for my daddy to get me out. He says, I'm going to take responsibility for why it isn't finished. But he says, but one thing I do. What's the next point? Put it up there. You have to, to learn to prioritize. And somebody here this morning, you're trying to do everything. But you got to start with the main thing. <laughs> and you have to learn that if I'm going to finish what I started, and if I'm going to stop holding myself back, I have to learn, watch this, the skill of prioritizing. In other words, I got to give it a one to a ten. <laughs> and I got to ask myself this question this morning. What's most important? What's most important is my prayer life. What's most important is my relationship with Jesus Christ. God's not going to make you a millionaire if you ain't got no wisdom. God's not going to give you more. Come on, somebody. He's not going to entrust you with that job if you have not developed spiritually so that you can become a channel. Watch this. And you have learned, watch this, the principle of prioritizing. In other words, can I ask a question this morning? What's most important to you? Is it money? That's why we don't have none. But if it's a relationship with, no, some of y'all got some money. Hold on. Let me back that up right there. Let me stop right there. Some of y'all got some money. Amen. Watch this. Prioritize. It's been in the unfinished pile for so long. And watch this. And you think, how many of you think about it all the time? That one thing you got to get done, right? And you just, it's in your mind all the time, right? And here's the thing. You say, I don't have enough time. You see, time is a commodity. Time is like cash. See, look at it like that. <laughs> Amen. It's just like that. But it's about prioritizing. Watch this. Paul says one thing. I got to take one thing at a time. Don't go into the pile and say, I'm going to grab everything today and I'm going to try to finish everything today. And then it stays unfinished for another 10 years. Come on and help me somebody. 
Well, somebody say amen. Boy, I'm telling you, y'all looking hard today. What, what, watch this, watch this. Paul says he wanted to focus on one thing at a time. If you put Christ first, you'll begin to see progress. See, what we do, we want, we want a God of convenience. We want a God that's going to do it when we want him to do it. But, but if we were to put 365, I'm going to put priority on prayer. I'm going to put priority on praise. I'm going to put priority on knowing my Bible. Come on, somebody. Listen, I want to tell you. I read through the Bible twice, the whole Bible, right? First time, it took me six or oh, seven years. Second time, it took me five years. I just started last year, and I'm in First Samuel. I take one chapter a day. And what I'm trying to do, really, I'm trying to photocopy each page in my mind because I want to know him. Oh, I'm, t- I'm trying to help somebody. I want to know him. And the power of his resurrection. I want to know him. I want to have a relationship with my God. Because listen, this life is tough, y'all. Do I have anybody here? Anybody going through something today? Anybody dealing with some stuff right now? And you trying to, you trying to figure it out? I want to tell you something. If you prioritize your relationship with him, you will begin, watch this. He's going to put everything into perspective for you. Because that's the God he is. Come on, somebody. That's exactly the God he is. But the problem is us. We're holding what? We're holding ourselves back. Watch this. Watch what he says next. He says, one thing I do. Watch what he says. He says, forgetting. If I hear this statement another time. Well, see, I used to. You know, I used to own that company. Or I used to be this. Or I used to be. Come on, y'all. I understand you've built a career. I I get it. I, I understand what you're saying to me. But what are you now? Are you a product of what you used to be? Or are you getting better? And, and, and here's the thing. You know, you know what's holding us back? Put it on there. Put it on there. Learn to prioritize. Quit it. That's all I'm going to say on that point. Quit it. Quit it, y'all. We keep talking about the past. Let, let me show you something. The word for, bless you, the word for behind, watch this, the word for behind in the Greek, the word is lantano in the Greek. Lantano. I'm almost son Latino. I'm going to speak Spanish here in a minute. Como te llama? Lantano. 
And here's what the word lantano means. Watch this now. I want you to catch this. Some things you got to catch and some things you got to learn. Got to catch this one. Lantano. And the word lantano means to conceal. Now what he's saying, he's saying one thing I've done, I'm forgetting those things that are what? Behind, right? Lantano. Watch this. The word means to conceal or hide. I'm going to drop it. Some of you are hiding your past. You're using your past to hide. And you can't let go of it. So you're living your life just like you've been living way back then. And it's time to let it go. All right? We got to let it go. We got to let it go. I'm talking about the things you got in the past, the people you hooked up with in the past, the stuff you got from the past. Listen, God, listen, listen, y'all. Listen. If you let go, you're going to move from a cassette player to CD. I mean, I'm sorry, to, 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 to satellite radio. You're still trying to play the egg track. Come on, help me. God want to give you a uh, Blu-ray. But you still got VCR. You still buying. You still on eBay shopping for VCR tapes. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Listen, y'all. Listen, I I, I know, I know it it sounds, the records sound good. I like the scratch in the record. You know, I like that. But listen, y'all. Tell your neighbor it's time to upgrade. Come on, y'all. Stop holding yourself back because you don't want to learn because you got a fixed mindset. Stop holding yourself back because you got a fixed mindset. You don't have a growth mindset. And what you're doing is you're holding you back. Come on. He says, he says, I'm forgetting those things behind. It was part of my testimony. And guess what? Thank you, Jesus. It's part of my testimony. And guess what? Guess what? I'm almost done preaching. Watch this. And guess what? (laughs) Amen. I thank God for my testimony. I thank God for the things I got from the past. But Paul says, listen, I've come to this point in my faith. I've come to this point in my spiritual maturity, but guess what? I'm not going to live there. I'm not going to get complacent there because I know there's more to come. Do I have a witness? Listen, you've been in church a long time and you, listen, you're stuck. You ain't changed yet. Come on, you're still singing the same song. You're still doing the same dance. You're still praising the same way. It's time for an upgrade. You got to let it go. Let it what? Go. Listen, our past failures can linger and watch us be concealed. Watch us. We conceal them because we're driven by them. Lambano, Lantano. To Lambano is a different word. Different word, Lamborghini. Watch this. 
Look what he said next. Look what look what he said, forgetting those things which lie behind, because I gotta hurry up. And what? Reaching forward. What is he doing? You know, you know what that word means? To stretch yourself. That's what it means. It means to, in other words, you got to come out your comfort zone. In other words, you got to learn how to get out of your comfort zone and start learning. But, but there's a point here I want to make. See, because a lot of us can't reach forward because of this problem right here. Give me the next point. You have to learn. You have to learn, you have to learn to forgive yourself. Stop it. Stop it. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. Okay? You lost some stuff along the way. You made unwise decisions, but at least now you're in church and you're learning at least now you're reprioritizing your life. You're saying, you know what? God first. Okay, God first. She was first. He was first. Carl was first. Job was first. You know, my purpose was in first. Guess what? Now, now I'm letting that go. It's time to forgive me. Listen, stop being so hard on you. Listen, you're saying I should be further along. No, you're not supposed to be further along. You're right where you are because that's where God wants you. Because here's the thing. If if you were supposed to be there, you would already be there. Why? Because God knew that you need development right here. And so it's about learning to forgive yourself. Stop holding yourself back. You didn't, you didn't, listen, 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 listen. This is one of the hardest things for people to do. You know what? Many of, many of us today are living with regrets. If I would have done this better, I would have still had that. Come on, somebody. Uh, if I would have done this, this would have been this. No, 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 no. It's time to let it go. It's time to free yourself. He says, I'm forgetting. Look what he says. I'm reaching forward so that, watch this. How can I reach forward, but I got one hand forward, but I got one hand in the back, but guess what? But then when I get to where I'm going, I end up right where I just left. How did you end up back there? Because you're carrying around the hurt and the disappointment. Come on, somebody. The discouragement. You put on a good face. You look good. Amen. But when you get there, you're damaged. It's time to forgive yourself. Watch what he says next. Last point. He says, I'm reaching forward to what? What lies ahead. You know what that takes? Vision. It takes vision. And some of us, we, don't ha- we can't see past today. Come on, help me somebody. He says, he says, I'm reaching forward to what lies ahead. That word lies ahead carries the idea of direction. In other words, I need some advice. I, I need some, listen, I need something. But see, here's the thing. 
Oftentimes we can't go forward. Put the point up. You got to look forward. You got to look forward. God is saying to somebody here today, you've, you're still back there. You blame, and listen, and then you get mad at everybody around you. Frust, you flusterated. That's Ebonics, man. I had to go there. Seriously, and you flusterating everybody in the house because you stuck and you won't go forward. You keep looking back and you keep saying, I want to do better. I want to do better. No, you don't want to do better. You want to keep everybody right there where you are. Do I have a witness? Do I have a witness? You see, there's a future ahead of you. Stop looking backward. Your destiny is in front of you. Listen, you could either live your life looking through the rear view mirror or the windshield that's right in front of you. I just said something. You can keep looking at life through the rear view mirror. You can only see so much. Or the windshield that's in front of you. And a lot of us, we have the regrets, but ask God today, right now. You messed up. I get it. Lord, help me to forgive myself. You got pregnant in college. Amen. You had a baby when you were young. But you're still alive. Come on, somebody. Doesn't mean you can't go back and finish college. Because, you know, when we're young, we're really dumb and broke. Young, dumb, and broke. I'm sorry. Young people know what I'm talking about. You understand what I'm saying? But we keep looking backwards. And we keep wanting better. But Paul says, I'm in this jail cell. But I ain't going back. You know what? Paul had vision. Can I ask you a question? Can you see from where you are right now? I'm not talking about in the natural. I'm talking about can you see yourself? Can you picture yourself finishing? What is it? What is it today? What is that one thing that you have to finish that's critical to your life right now? What is it this morning? And let me ask this question. Are you willing to learn? Amen. What you need to do. You know, one of the things I did last week, I'm trying to finish some stuff. Um, trying to finish publishing my book. And so... I actually called the publisher. I actually just took the initiative. You understand? I, I, and and, and I, have a, I have a checklist. This series is helping me. And, and, I, and I'm going down a checklist. Call the publisher. Um, set time to write. I'm going down the list every day and I'm, I'm doing something, even if it's just a little. Because it's been unfinished for too long. Anybody here can testify there's some things that you've 
you need to finish. There's some things that you've left undone for a long time. See, in the Olympics, one of, one of the games involves a bunch of guys on a rowboat. And they row the boat with their backs to the finish line. They can't see the finish line, but at the front of the boat, there's a guy with a horn. He sits at the front of the boat and he shouts this. He says, pull, pull, row, row, pull, pull, row, row. The guy in the boat keeps his eyes fixed on the guy with the horn. Watch this. While they row. While they can't see where they're going. He can. Hello, somebody. So they fix their eyes on him. Y'all see where I'm going with this. The, the guy with the horn gives them the cadence to keep them on track. And if, if you don't know where you're headed, put your eyes on Jesus. Because he knows where the finish line is. Amen. He knows where the finish line is. And he's telling you right now, pull, pull, row, row. And today as I close this message, I want to tell somebody here today. It's time for you to stop holding yourself back. It's you. All right. Let's release everybody else. And let's take responsibility for where we are. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise.